Following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hi, my name is Madeline Holly Rosing, and I'm the writer-producer of the eight-episode steampunk supernatural audio drama, Boston Metaphysical Society, The Ghost Ship. Inspired by my graphic novel series, it's about an ex-Pinkerton detective, a spirit photographer, and a genius scientist who battles supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. This original story follows our team as they investigate a ghost ship which has sailed into Boston Harbor, killing anyone who boards it. To be clear, this is an original story, not an adaptation of the graphic novel, and cannot be found in any other format. You will be listening to Episode 1, called The Arrival. Thank you for listening. Boston Metaphysical Society, a steampunk supernatural series following a team of paranormal detectives who battle supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. They are Samuel Hunter, an ex-Pinkerton detective, Caitlin O'Sullivan, a medium and spirit photographer, and Granville T. Woods, a genius scientist. All audio stories take place during the time of the original six-issue graphic novel miniseries and are standalone. Welcome to Episode 1 of The Ghost Ship. has returned from taking photos at the opening of the new Boston Public Library. Granville observes her photo developing techniques in his darkroom at the Boston Metaphysical Society office near Boston Harbor. Zinc bromide, silver nitrate, and sea salt? I've never seen sea salt in a developing fluid before, Miss O'Sullivan. It be a secret of Madal's, Mr. Woods. Makes the image crisp, and if ghosts be present, we be seeing them too. Ah, here comes the image. There be our new library in all its glory. It's a marvelous edifice, a true vision of the future. Look at the Mediterranean elements Gustavino used in the arches. It's like taking a stroll through Rome. Mrs. Sullivan? Granville? In here, Mr. Hunter. Huh. Is that the new library? Aye. Thought at time I took pictures of things other than ghosts and dead people. <laughs> this be a place where everyone can learn even if the great houses don't like it. House Emerson funded the project. And representatives from House Bartlett, Gray, and Bidsworth are in your photograph. Most everyone be there but House Wellsmar. Hmm. Does Jonathan even leave his house anymore, except on business? No. He still grieves over Elizabeth. As we all do. <clears throat> I suspect House Emerson's support for the library has more to do with politics than altruism. <laughs> politics always comes first for a great house. Didn't your father investigate a murder at House Bridgeworth, Miss O'Sullivan? Hi. Back when he worked for a police detective. 
Ah, time for me to be heading home before Ma thinks I'm off Kavartin with the devil. Your mother still thinks you're working as a maid? Aye. Uh, it'd be better if she don't know I've taken over Da's old job. She still blames you for his passing, Mr. Hunter. Now let me be off. Dizzy. Mrs. Sullivan, are you all right? Oh, there, there be something in the air. Pain. Anger. I can feel it coming like a storm. Something's going on outside. Oh. Look, at the end of the war, that ship crashed into the dock. The crew may need help. Come with me. The sails look as if they've been shredded by a giant claw, and the deck is covered in seaweed and barnacles. If I didn't know better, I'd say it'd been sitting at the bottom of the ocean. But... But where's the crew? I don't... I don't see anyone on board. There's no crew, gentlemen. That be a ghost ship. What? Are you sure? Hi. I could sense their spirits within the ship. <gasps> like they be holding it together. And I... Oh. I feel such anger. It's like they and the ship are... Are one and the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. They won't talk to me. But maybe if I barred her. No. No, not yet. I'll send a message to our local constable to post guards to stop anyone from going on board until we get more information. We're too late. That sailor's <gasps> about to board. No, don't get on that ship. I'll try and stop. Wait! Stop! Mr. Hunter! Mr. Hunter, he's on the deck! Oh, dear God. His whole body is disintegrating. It's like the water in every cell in his body has been sucked away. There'd be nothing left but ash. Stay back! Everyone, stay away! Don't get on that ship! Oh, that poor lad. To die in such a horrible way. But how is that even physically possible for a man to disintegrate so quickly? You'll get your chance to find out, but not until we know more. First thing is to cordon off the area. Make sure no one else tries to board. What do we tell his family? The truth. Then we wait. For what? Someone will hire us to investigate this. And whoever that person is will give us our first clue to solving the case. The next day, Granville and Samuel scour the books they have on hand to discover any information they can find about the mysterious ghost ship.
It's an American clipper ship. I remember seeing them as a child. I agree, but I couldn't make out a name on the bow. Could you? No. It was worn off. You're late, Mrs. Sullivan. <laughs> I was getting worried. I... Ma almost wouldn't let me leave due to the rumors spreading all over town. She'd be scared witless along with the neighbors. Then I had to argue with the constable and his men to let me through. They'd be guarding all the streets leading to the dock. Hmm. They've blocked off all of Emerson's wharf and placed a few men to stand guard at the ship as well. And the sailors and longshoremen will take a dim view of that. Message for Mr. Hunter? That's for your trouble. Thank you, sir. As I suspected, someone has requested our services to investigate the death of the sailor and find out who the ship's owner is. And for a very nice fee. Who? Doesn't say. Other than the first half of our fee will arrive shortly. Most likely House Emerson. Something like this will cut deep into their bottom line. The longer the dock is shut down. It'd always be about the great houses and their money. <sighs> Time to get to work. I... I'll start taking pictures of the ship. See if I can capture any spirits. Any chance you can lend me a hand, Mr. Woods? Of course. Then we can head over to the new library. <laughs> see what we can find out about our mystery ship. Mm. Good. In the meantime, I'll take another look at the hull. Right. I'll be wanting to set up my camera to get a good view of the bow, the part side, and as much of the deck as I can, Mr. Woods. How is this spot to start? Aye, that'll do. Uh, let me get the camera fixed up right. Wait. Wait there. I think that'll work. Hold steady. Ha. Got it. Let's move there next. Hmm. I don't recall your father mentioning anything about ghost ships before he died. Da never ran across one. There have been stories about them appearing and disappearing. But none that docked itself and stayed. It's most disconcerting. Aye. That be one word for it. Ah, oh, uh, here be good. Ouch! Are you all right? Blooming camera shocked me, but. But I'd be fine. I should go develop these before Mr. Hunter gets back. 
That will have to wait until after our library visit. Hmm. I'm afraid it may close before we have time to find out what we're looking for. The sooner the better. Oh, Mr. Hunter, you'll be back soon. Have you found out anything? I'm convinced the ship was hulled from the inside out. Perhaps they were transporting explosives is not an unreasonable assumption. Possibly. We need to get on board to find the logbook and the manifest. Huh. See what type of cargo it was carrying. Oh, Mr. Hunter. Mr. Hunter, there'll be a boy near the ship. I don't think he belongs here. Especially in such fine clothes. Hmm. He doesn't. How the hell did he get past the police? Boy! Hey, boy! Get away from the ship! He's almost to the gangplank. Let's go. Got him. Boy, what's your name? What are you doing here? It's as if he's sleepwalking. Good God. He's starting to shake. Uh, I feel a presence. A spirit? There not be just one, so, so many and strong. Oh, it'll be happening too fast. Get him! Oh. He's going to fall over. Oh, oh I've got him. Our poor child must be barely ten years old. Oh, no. No. No, spirits leave him be. He's just a bairn. He's convulsing. Set him down on the ground. Carefully. He's trying to say something. Miss O'Sullivan, can you hear what it is? His voice be barely a whisper. No. Poor lad. He's passed on. What did he say? Did you find out his name and family? Or why he was here? All he said was, justice will be served. Whatever does that mean? We'll find out. But are you all right, Mrs. Sullivan? Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm fine. Just a, just a wee bit of a headache. But this poor mite, whatever spirit or... Spirits was in the boy be gone now. We need to find the boy's people. Tell them what happened to their son. Someone must know who he is. Hmm. His shirt is made of the finest cotton. Oh. And look. His trousers have gold woven into the cuffs. Oh, hell. He comes from a great house. Oh, they'll burn the docks down looking for whoever's responsible and not care of who stands in their way. Not if we do our jobs. Both of you, head to the library like we planned. See what you can find out. And what will you do? See if anyone recognizes him. Here come the police. Get going before they hold all of us for questioning. Samuel takes charge of the dead boy while Granville and Caitlin head to the new library. 
When they arrive, Granville is impressed with this newest addition to Boston as he admires the marble floors and archways. The architecture is magnificent. Look at those arches and the vaulting. <laughs> I only wish we had come under better circumstances. Hi, Mr. Woods. You be right about that? Now, let's see. The curator said the reference books on merchant ships were here in McKim Hall. Aye. <sighs> but look at all these books. Where do we start? I concur with Samuel's assessment that it is an American clipper ship. With the ship's projecting bow and the fact it is made of oak and spruce, we can rule out any books having to do with British or European merchant ships. That will help us narrow down things a bit. If you say so. There be at least ten shelves stacked ten deep all about American ships. We can also rule out schooners and frigates. You start here. I'll go to the other end and we'll meet in the middle. Blooming scientists, they love their books. Ah, my head. Oh. Mm. Oh, Mr. Woods. Mr. Woods. Everything be blurry. Oh, would you be alright, Miss? Oh. oh, I feel so dizzy. Oh, please, Miss. Sit. Thank you. And, um, who might you be? Jimmy McLaren, miss. Though, Mark calls me James. I'm an apprentice. And you? Uh, um, uh, or Sullivan. There be no McLarens in the south side. Huh. Where do you live? Uh, do you need water? Or should I fetch the gentleman you came with? No, thank you. Leave Mr. Woods about his business. I, it... <laughs> yeah, you said you're an apprentice, but... But why are you dressed like a sailor of old? Oh, it'd be part of the festivities of the new library opening, miss. Now, what would you be looking for in this grand pile of books? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, um... Let's see. Uh, pictures of old American uh, clipper ships. Oh, you mean like that one that crashed into the dock? Guy, I guess I shouldn't be surprised you know about it. All of Boston is in a tizzy. Oh, as well they should be. What do you mean? Miss O'Sullivan, have you had any luck? Oh, <sighs> No, but this young man is helping me. Hmm. What young man? Uh, the one standing... He was right here. <laughs> you look a bit peaked, and your pupils are dilated. Are you ill? <laughs> I was, but, uh... But I'd be better now. Huh. Oh, good. Then take some of these books. <laughs> Ugh. 
<sighs> you sure do love your books, Mr. Woods. <laughs> and there's more at the table at the end of the hall. <laughs> oh, of course there is. A heavy-hearted Samuel accompanies the body of the young boy to the police station. The station bustles with activity as fear and worry about this mysterious ship spread. Sergeant, I brought the boy in from the dock. So what do you want? A medal? Tell your captain I need to speak to him. The boy hasn't been identified yet. <laughs> oh, don't be too sure of that. What do you mean? Who is it? Come with me, Mr. X Pinkerton. Oh, he showed up just like you said he would, Captain. Get in. Hunter? Captain. Allow me to introduce Charles Emerson, head of House Emerson. Yeah, we've met. I should have known. You once being married to someone far above your lot in you life. You may go now, Captain. As you wish. Mr. Emerson, why are you here? I remember your wife, Elizabeth, as if it were yesterday. She was kind, smart, and, if rumors were true, played a significant part in rescuing a number of kidnapped children. It pained me to learn of her death. Thank you, but that doesn't answer my question. I couldn't imagine how Jonathan felt seeing his own daughter die. Until today. I'm so sorry. The boy I brought in. He was your grandson. Yes. Timothy was his name. Please. Accept my condolences. I don't want your condolences. I want you to destroy that ship. But we don't know if the ship caused his death. Do you know what Timothy was doing on the dock? Don't be obtuse. I have no idea why he went there, but I have heard how that sailor died. All he did was walk onto the deck, and my Timothy steps onto the gangplank and... <sighs> it's obvious they're connected. They probably are, but we only have circumstantial evidence linking them. Who gives a damn? My grandson is dead. And I want that godforsaken ship burnt to the ground. I'm sorry, sir, but we've already been hired to investigate the sailor's death. I can't in good conscience destroy a ship that is evidence. Then I will find someone who will. Granville and Caitlin have returned to the Boston Metaphysical Society office after their trip to the new public library. While Caitlin develops the photos she took of the ghost ship, Granville pours through the pile of books they brought back to look for possible clues as to its name and registry.
There are 23 ships in this registry that match the description of our mystery ship. Miss O'Sullivan, are you finished in there? Almost. All were built by House Wellsmore, but several great houses commissioned them. Let's see, there was Bartlett, Gray, Emerson, and Bridgeworth. That all makes sense. They run cargo out of Boston Harbor. All done. Hurry before the images disappear. What did you find? It definitely be a ghost ship. Look at the spirits on the deck. I can't read their faces, but their stances look defiant. Aye, like they'd be marching to war. Exactly. What about the other pictures? Well, uh, look here. You can almost see what he'd be wearing. You're right. Mm. Let me get out my magnifying glass. <laughs> hmm. The cut of the lapels and the double-breasted buttons are similar to the peacoats sailors wear today, but shorter. Unlike today, though, where the vent is in the center, they have short vertical side vents. Between the ship itself and their uniforms, it helps us narrow the date down to between 1812 to 1840. You've a good eye for detail, Mr. Woods. But, huh. It looks exactly like what that apprentice Jimmy be wearing at the library. Why, thank you, Miss O'Sullivan. Anything else? Oh, I, I, uh, I took a few pictures of the bow to see if I might get lucky and see a name. But there be nothing but this. Look close. How odd. Are those spirits actually linking arms around the hull? They be the ones holding the ship together, Mr. Woods. With a sheer force of will. I never seen the like before. What an amazing example of psychic power. We have to find out what they want, and soon. Or no telling what may happen. All of Boston may be in danger. Oh, I see the images are fading. <laughs> I need to help you invent a way to capture spirit images permanently. <laughs> you scientists. First you don't believe in the likes of me and my kind. And then when we produce a miracle, you want more. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. But I've always believed in you, Miss O'Sullivan. Your father was the one who convinced me. He was a remarkable man. I... He was. I miss him. As do I. Samuel most certainly does. And I'm sure your mother as well. Uh, Mr. Hunter? I... They were good friends. But Ma... No. She hated what he did for a living. If she knew I had taken his position here, there's no telling what she'd do. I'm sorry to hear that. I would have been proud to call you my daughter. Oh, you're most kind, Mr. Woods. And there they go. Not bad. Oh. 
I think you were able to hold on to the images of those spirits for almost five minutes. I think that's a record. Have you been keeping track? In my head. I thought I taught you better than that. I'm going to buy you a ledger. No more of this keeping it all in your head. I want data written down. Oh. <laughs> Granville! Mrs. Sullivan! We have a problem. What now? The boy was Charles Emerson's grandson. Oh, no. I can't imagine how that man must be feeling. Angry. He wanted us to blow up the ship, but I refused. Which means he'll order the police or someone else to do it. How much time do we have? Not much. I'm sure he'll have something organized within a few hours or less. Then we have no choice. I'll have to board her. What? There'd be no other way for us to get that logbook, since the spirits refuse to talk to me. No, no, it's too dangerous. Miss O'Sullivan is correct. We need that logbook. She's the best chance of us discovering what happened and why they are here. And blowing it up may not make the death stop. I agree, but there may be a way to protect Miss O'Sullivan. How? My portable Faraday cage. We can string up my electromagnetic netting around it. Then, if she senses any spirits coming to attack, we can switch it on. The wire mesh of the Faraday cage will protect her. You already know I hate that idea, right? Of course you do, but it will work. Mr. Hunter will never learn what be going on until I can speak to the spirits on that ship or find the logbook. Assuming they're willing to talk to you or let you on board. <laughs> I... The last time you tried to talk to a hostile spirit, it almost killed you. But it didn't. Because you were there to stop it. Now, are, are we going to keep yapping about this or get it done? You heard the Lady Granville. Let's do this. As Granville prepares the Faraday cage to protect Caitlin, Samuel reworks the electromagnetic netting to fit around it. You best be hurrying it up. Granville, grab the other edge of the netting. We need to drape it over the cage now. Miss O'Sullivan, please, get the door while we carry this outside. Then, if you'd be so kind as to push the cart with the generator, cables, and the batteries out behind us. Do we need these many batteries? Though the manganese dioxide cathodes does improve conductivity, each battery only produces 1.4 volts, leaving us with the bare minimum voltage to run this amount of square footage of electromagnetic netting. Which means we need a fair amount of these beasties. Quite correct. Mr. Sullivan, how close do you want it? Oh, uh, by the gangplank, if you please. <sighs> <sighs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Hey there. Uh, you don't have permission to be here. Officer, we're here to investigate the death of Charles Emerson's grandson, Timothy. Oh, uh, no one told me. There wasn't time. Please, sir. It won't take us but a few minutes. Well, all right. It's damn shame about the boy, you know. Thank you, officer. Miss O'Sullivan, get inside and stand on the wooden platform. Move this lever here to move it forward and backward. If you are in distress at any point, then we'll turn on the netting to break your contact with the spirits, but be sure to stay on the platform. Samuel, I'll hook up these cables to the netting if you'll take care of connecting the motor to drive the wheels. Got it. Ready, Miss O'Sullivan? Aye. Here I come. Anything? Give them and me a chance. I don't feel them. Oh. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, hell. Emerson's men are here. Get that girl out of there, Hunter. We've got a job to do. Captain, don't do this. Something's going on here that we don't understand. Understand this. If you and your team don't move now, I'll not be responsible for your safety. Don't do it! Tell them to stop Mr. Hunter. Move her now, Hunter. Mrs. Sullivan, we have to go. You should... Be careful as you step out of the cage, Miss O'Sullivan. Oh, they've been making a terrible mistake, Mr. Hunter. You must stop them. I can't. I'm sorry. Samuel, they have enough explosives to blow up the entire dock if they light them all at once. Mrs. Sullivan, take my hand. We need to take cover behind those crates. Line up. Ready, men. Light the fuses and throw on my mark. Three, two... Now! Cover your eyes! Oh, damn it. The charges exploded before they could release him. One man's lost an arm, another a leg. Oh, so many be hurt. We need to bind their wounds before they bleed to death. I'll get the bandages from my workshop. Mrs. Sullivan? Mrs. Sullivan! Are you injured? Oh, this be bad, Mr. Hunter. Very bad. I know what the spirits be wanting. What? Revenge. End of episode one. Stay tuned for episode two of The Ghost Ship. Thank you for listening to Boston Metaphysical Society, The Ghost Ship. This production was created, written, and produced by Madeline Holly Rosing. Script editor, Eddie Louise. Composer, director, and audio engineer, 
Chip Michael. Executive Producers Madeline Holly Rosing and Michael Hemrick. Our cast. Samuel Hunter, played by Ryan Philbrook. Caitlin O'Sullivan, played by Emily C.A. Snyder. Granville T. Woods, played by Martin Davis. Charles Emerson, played by Boyd Barrett. Jimmy McLaren, played by Ryan Hoyle. Thomas Edison, played by H.B. Gibson. Harbormaster, played by Rob Davis. Eddie O'Rourke, played by David Tilstra. Police Captain, played by Odd Andrews. Longshoreman, played by Ryan Hoyle. Lizzie, played by Bennett Cousins. Policeman, Footman, Jailer, and Sergeant, played by Alex Ross. Nanny and Angry Woman, played by Fiona Thrail. Messenger, played by Tal Manier. Narrated by Kirsten Udowitz. I am Chip Michael, your announcer. Thank you again for listening. Please look for future seasons of Boston Metaphysical Society on Kickstarter and streaming platforms. Boston Metaphysical Society is a registered trademark of Madeline Holly Rosing and is operated under Queen of Mercia, LLC.